0: It's the X of 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Famous Seafood in the studio here on a Sunday night. Got almost a full house here to do the instant analysis of the Ravens 38 to 6 win over the Lions. What a a real big win here for the fellas. My name is Jake Luca. I'm joined by Taylor Smythe, by Spencer Nathaniel Schultz, by Brian Black, who uh, is in a state right now. Banks, we'll start with you. How are we feeling?
1: Nice. Off to a hot start. Spenny, how are we doing? Doing outstanding. We have Spooky B, who got so spooked that he just froze. And with that, the Baltimore Ravens defeat the triumphant fighting Dan Campbell's 38-6. to It was fun, man. The Ravens come out, score an opening, drive touchdown. The Lions go three and out. The Ravens score a touchdown on the next ensuing drive. And then just took them to downtown Poundtown. And the Baltimore Ravens cover, they win. It is electric factory, absolutely. So I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. I got the venerable Taylor Smythe as well. Taylor, what was your first feeling from immaculate Baltimore vibes? So I think this is –
2: I said this in line to Spooky B uh, at the bar after. That felt a lot to me like – the uh, L.A. Rams primetime game from a few years ago in terms of just the overall domination they put on from bell to bell. Um, and also
1: just beating
2: the shit out of Jared Goff. Correct. I, yeah, it is weird that Jared Goff is on both of those teams. Um, and, you know, you you guys do a better job than me of diving into the X's and O's, so I'll allow you to do that. Um, but just from like a, a feeling standpoint, it felt like a statement. I mean that is a game that just feels like after sort of all of the um, you know people being disconcerted about different parts of the team's performance over the first few weeks you know offense defense all, all parts Harbaugh the the hands on the head the blah blah blah, blah. they hey they, yeah, Jake does it perfectly every time they went out there and just and just put a beat down on a team that I think a lot of people are really excited about in the Lions. Um, who have, you know, an energetic coach and and sort of a reclaimed Jared Goff and a pretty good defense and blah, blah, blah. And they just hammered them. And it was an awesome feeling. I mean, I think it's a feeling that Ravens fans have been waiting for for the team to sort of rearrive in this, you know, newly re-signed Lamar Jackson era where all of that consternation is gone. And it's like, well, okay, can we actually like actually do the thing? And today they showed maybe they can do the thing. And that was nice to see um, on in all phases of, of the game, they killed a good team and that felt very, very good. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can't say anything more. The only thing I'll send, I'll say before sending it to the, to the rest of you guys is that's a Lamar Jackson performance that is worth, you know, all the billions and millions of dollars that you can give them. I mean, that was impeccable in pretty much every way. Um, totally in control of every facet of the offense, spreading it around using his legs when he needed to the escapability and extending plays the Aguilar touchdown. is just, I mean, that is just something that not a lot of guys can do. And if he keeps doing that and what's funny is he's been pretty good. Like he was pretty good in London and he was good in the game where everyone dropped all the, all the, all the passes. Uh, He looks, you know, very good right now. And if they can keep putting it together around him, um, they're going to be tough to beat. So that my feeling was just a like, okay, maybe now there's some like, as opposed to being like, okay, like playoffs is going to happen. We'll get to the playoffs and there'll be this like foreboding feeling that maybe they can't do it at the elite level. They might be able to do it at the elite level. And this was an amazing performance for all of like the times where we've had to come on here and be sort of underwhelmed. You couldn't be more, you're going to be less underwhelmed, excuse me, by what they just did today.
0: Yeah, I think uh, somebody called this in the YouTube comments before the game, actually. They were expecting this to be like the 2021 Chargers game where you had a hot young team with, you know, Justin Herbert playing well, coming into town. And then the Ravens kind of prove that if they're not in a class above them, that they, they can certainly play like that uh, on any given day. So that's kind of really funny enough. That guy pretty much called it right to a T. So shout out to you if you're listening. Uh, nice job. Uh, that's, yeah, that's certainly what it felt like to me. I mean, they were just in control from the word go. I mean, I don't recall anything, uh, special happening with the opening kickoff. John Harbaugh actually elected to receive, which they usually don't do. Ravens have been starting on offense a lot, but not by choice. But, uh, yeah, this, this one, they kind of just marched right down the field. Uh, and just an awesome play call by Todd Munkin there on the, uh, and it was a play call in fact, to boot Jackson out and then have, uh, Ronnie Stanley running a train on, uh, whoever that poor DB was. And then, uh, our guy uh i think uh yuli from the banner got absolutely smoked and uh, was put into a hospital or uh, ambulance uh you know the photographer so shout out to him as well uh yeah but overall that was just kind of the the story of the game just comprehensive win uh with the offense going out and just executing like and this was funny enough Spenny. like there wasn't really the long touchdown there were a couple different long plays from some (laughs) from some interesting sources actually too I mean that's that's obviously part of it as well but there wasn't the long touchdown it was still more of the kind of just the methodical like Mark Andrews here for 12 Aguilar there Odell Beckham getting in the mix was nice Bateman a couple nice catches out of the gate and yeah offense showed up and they played a complete game outside of the one fumble um, in you know in the way that we've been waiting for them to do just as the defense has been doing uh, for most of the season. So it was great. Brian, you've been popping in and out. I think you're trying to eat your pizza. We'll uh, we'll see what's going on uh, with you down there. How are we doing?
3: There is pizza over here to my left, but hands off. Um, Yeah. Just internet connection issues. um, Similar to what Spencer kind of griped about before he went live Ironically, it bit me in the ass here.
0: Yeah, we were um, talking for a good half an hour there and it was
3: perfectly fine. I I was I was written. I was on one. Absolutely. Um all right. Like I don't know what you guys have touched on quite yet, but obviously I've heard comprehensive victory. Um offense was firing on all cylinders. Obviously, the defense stepped up in a big way and they seemed to get all the stops. Um I guess I'll hone in on one thing that that has been like a more of a personal discussion between me and the two of you boys. Um, as I got Buster over here on my my right shoulder, uh, yeah the the decision to go for it there on a fourth and I think it was tech it, it, it was qualified as a fourth and one, but it was like a fourth and two and a half. It felt like um, it was
1: four, it was four and a half feet plus.
3: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was kind of that look in the mirror, right? Because we had this discussion just just seven days ago about, hey, like, we're just going to take the points because this is a worse team and we just need to take the points and do the smart thing and, and just go about our business and and just go about winning this football game. That is so early in the football game that that decision was made where you just don't know how the, the game's going to unfold against what is or it has been proven to be a very good football team. They went for it. They went for it and they punched it in. They got, they got their mojo back. It so it seems. And I think there are people that could suggest there are people in my section who were certainly thinking it like, Hey, that uh, our was section, kind of the by impetus. the way, our section, our section, our section, by the way.
0: Yeah.
3: That was just kind of the impetus to just the ass kicking that unfolded afterwards. Like if we get stuff there, the game just, unfolds totally different. So I don't know. Um certain people are feeling some validation today, I would say. Stern. Um it's not that it you know I'm not gonna say that it's me. Uh but uh you said a very smart thing there, Spen. Uh your voice Daniel Stern seems to have been uh unleashed. Oh my god, what's going on here? You you're just barely hitting Uh, bombs bombs yeah no um
0: it seems to make all this is an all-time performance
3: from there on out this is an all-time performance out of the gate by you i know i know um but your thoughts on the fourth down
1: decision there are we back or not to me the question was that like you said if you're playing a team that you're better than and you know you're better than in the Tennessee fighting Titans, in the fighting RDDs just beat their ass and punt the ball and kick field goals, and they'll, they'll make mistakes. And then you come out against a Lions team that's hot and is well-coached and is well-prepared and looks good. Not that they had steamrolled anybody. They come out with that initial – we talked about that, that initial win against the Chiefs week one, and – Then snowballed that into a really nice start to their season. But regardless, it's a team with a winning record. It's a team that you might need to play a little bit more aggressively against. And they do. And they have a nice call. They bring the insert back. They run like they're going to run their classic insert motion to go run Gus Edwards under center. And then Lamar Jackson just boots. And I I just don't, specific to that, just just to get a little horned up. I don't know what it is about Lamar Jackson on a naked bootleg in the bank in M&T Bank Stadium, but it way hits different than on the road. Like I don't know what it is about Lamar Jackson's legs at home, and I did say to toot my own horn, toot 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 toot. He runs better at home. He scores more touchdowns at home with his legs. Lamar Jackson, anytime touchdown, cashed immediately, and just had that extra pizzazz, that extra oomph. And to your point, against a better team, they. Felt collected. They felt calm. And it was just a calm effort. There was no indecisiveness about it. And that more so is my qualm. If you feel iffy, don't do it. If you feel panicked or rushed or indecisive, punt the football, kick the field goal. But if you can just smoothly, like you had x lax, just move that bow, move that ball, and go run a play, then you can go do what you did. So it felt calm. It felt like there was never a question. They were prepared for it. It wasn't this ho-hum, random decision. So I loved it. And uh, obviously it worked, so I love it even more. It's really easy to go stand behind a microphone and tell people that listen to this how much I love that they did something that worked. And I love that they did what worked, and it just felt smooth. We might we might be teasing a little uh little little tease of something we'll do on the jumbo set later this week. Yeah, maybe talk some
0: smooth brains, uh, you know. But you know, listen, they they it's a comprehensive performance. They
1: absolutely will not be having the smooth brain of the week. It's going to be the smooth AF play. I'm gonna read some hot stats real quick too for us. Lamar Jackson, 21 to 27, 357 yards, three touchdowns, 94.9 quarterback rating. I think it was the third highest this season. Ravens run for 146 yards on the ground. Uh, Gus Edwards has an 80-yard reception. Zay Flowers is a 46-yard reception. Big project. Pat has a 28-yard reception. Mark Andrews finishes four for 63 with two touchdowns as well. And we go see Kyle Van Noy rack up two sacks. Justin Matabike racks up a sack. Arthur Mallet racks up a sack. Roquan, Kyle Hamilton, Patrick Queen all finish with some tackles to pass it back to you, Jake.
0: Yeah, no, it. Uh, I don't know, man. I I'm totally with you. It was probably that uh, has to be the most like commanding win that we've seen them have in that stadium in a very long time. And even going back to that Chargers game where they kind of were going for it on fourth downs and they were, and yeah, really to get into Banks's conversation um, because I think he's absolutely right in that it sets a tone when you're able to do it correctly. It set the entire tone for that 2019 season when they got that one in Seattle that year. And that really kind of (laughs) set the tone for this whole era uh, with them to the point where, Maybe they they hung on to that identity a little bit too much there in 2021 when they were playing up to their competition. And it's like, oh, we got to go for this. And we got to go for that. We got to go for it against the Packers. We got to go for it against the Steelers. We got to, you know, maybe, you know play above our station a little bit, a little bit when sometimes you just got to, like, tie your shoes before you can walk. And uh, I feel like they, they got back to those basics a little bit with that Titans game. And I totally understood Brian's concern. But Daniel Stern... Still very much employed by this team. Um, they, in fact, he he was in a picture with Lamar, I think, in London or something, which was really nice to see. I, I'm surprised Brian wasn't all over that, uh, like stink on shit. But no, it's uh, he's still there, and they're they're still gonna, you know, swing their uh, swing their nuts around sometimes. And uh, I think they, they set the tone today very much so with uh, with that go. And we gotta give Todd Monken his flowers here, guys. I mean, like this has been an absolute success of an experiment, as far as I'm concerned thus far. Uh, Nothing against Greg Roman at all, but it just feels like a lot of this calm and a lot of this sort of, you know, lack of panic really. uh, yeah, I, I feel like it traces back to him because I feel like with Roman, a lot of the procedural stuff, a lot of the, just like the soupy verbiage and stuff that would keep them from getting to the line quickly enough. Uh, I think f- it just feels like to me, and I don't know this for a fact, but it feels like he's pared things down a little bit. He's made it easier on, uh, on Jackson and really all these guys and uh, it's showing in how crisp uh, their execution is a lot of the time. They still have issues with fumbles and everything, including the one today. But, I mean, I, I'm walking out of that game super impressed by that dude.
2: Taylor. Yeah, I, don't, I, 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 do, I think the other part of this is in terms of the offense, is like Lamar Jackson hasn't exactly had a lot of time in this Todd and offense, and you just see him getting more comfortable week to week. I mean, that's just like the – you know, didn't play any preseason games. You kind of roll into week one. You're like, well, I mean, hopefully they figured it out. And you just have seen the continuous improvement week to week. And I think Spenny made a fantastic point. Like, I think and Lamar sums up kind of what you said in general. Like, he just looked totally calm and in control. And as a team, they were totally calm and in control. And I think a lot of times, especially in some of these second halves, they've looked a little like panicked and not in control. And today they just, you know, It never wavered from the so-called script. They just kind of did everything and looked totally at ease with everything that was being executed. And I think like that is a very nice place to be when you're watching the fan and you're like, it just doesn't feel like they're going to give this away like they have with some of these big leads because they just seem so in control. And Lamar epitomized all of that. Never looked rushed. He just, I just, it's one of his best performances. I mean, I know it's a, it's a regular season game and we would love to like come after playoff games and be like, you know, what an amazing Lamar Jackson performance It just hasn't really happened yet. This was one of his best performances we've seen in the regular season to come out in this game and do what he did. I, I was just like, you know, there were a lot of great performances across the board from a lot of guys in this team and the defense played great. I mean, played great, did everything he needed to do, got the ball back in the offensive hands a thousand times, but this is just Lamar Jackson's day, you know, that's a quarterback league and everything they talk about all week is about quarterbacks and number eight put himself among the best today. Not that he hasn't been, but in terms of like a, you know, a y'all must've forgot moment. It's like, Hey man, like I'm right here too. And a couple of years ago I was the unanimous MVP of the league and that he looked like an MVP today. And that's what you need to win the whole thing. So that to me is like everything about what he did today. I just can't. That is every time I've thought about the game since it ended, it has gone back to him. Um, and that is awesome. As a, as opposed to the conversation, uh, the other conversations we always have about Lamar. Like this was the, and maybe that's Todd Monk getting it out of him. I mean, it remains to be seen. We'll see what happens, you know, week to week to week after this, but you know, there was a, some story that can't, I can't remember who came out with the story. I saw it just regurgitated on Twitter of like the anonymous executive being like you know lamar doesn't use his legs a ton and that's fine with us you know that's where he's not his best or whatever that was like he looked amazing today just just get, dropping back and passing i mean if that's i mean if that's if that's what people with the poison people want to pick that's fine with me because he threw for you know what he threw for today and was fantastic and all facets to that so i just can't i can't stop going back to him because of all the incident analysis we do where we're like ugh is not enough for Lamar like why aren't you just stepping on their throats I mean he stepped on the Lions throats today
0: yeah I mean just, doing look, it and- I'm just
2: gonna roll down here I'm, you know I'm gonna do the Johnny Manziel like I'm ducking against the you know from texas a i A&M I'm ducking against the center and oh here I am and there's Nelson Aguilar touchdown it's that's like, the exact okay, dude, okay big dog you're really really good that's the
0: that's, you're back that is the exact play that I thought of when he yeah, Manziel you know he popped the ball in the air and then he flipped around and hit the guy in the back of the end zone that's exactly what that was and yeah that's that's a great comparison and that was uh that was the uh, that was the thing, and it, like people talking about, like, oh, he's you know, when he's dropping back, he's not as dangerous. Well, you know, he negotiates a pocket pretty freaking well at this point in his career. He's he's such a pro in that regard, and I think that that showed on that play and throughout the day as well. He he felt the rush, which uh, you know, credit to the offensive line, it wasn't there a ton, but I don't know, he he navigated it all pretty well. I think.
1: To me, it was looking at a Lions defense that, and and this is what we taught to reiterate what we said on the preview pod. They line up, they play zone coverage, they don't stunt, they don't sim pressure, they don't blitz at a high rate. They don't do any. It's not that they never do any of those things. But to go into the bank, which was rocking, which did make the bank loud again, it was electric there today. Loved it. Terrell Suggs there, all those things. If you want to line up and show Lamar Jackson what you're going to do, on top of the fact that it felt like his command grew stronger. It looked more confident pre snap, communication expanding. The offensive line dominated the lions front in both yeah, you aspects. just I think you just tweeted that. That was spot on. They were the offensive line today was very precision. Very good. There's precision and timing and rhythm. And I think a lot of that has to do with Lamar Jackson's command as well at home, able to dictate pace when the ball is snapped, when the motions are coming, pre-snap, all of those things. You can't just line up and not have a preeminent player. And I don't want to take things away from the Lions. They're a very nice team. They're very well coached. I just don't think you can line up against Lamar Jackson, show him what you're going to do, and not have like four preeminent players defensively and expect to not have this result. He got to the point, I think, because of that rhythm and confidence, we start uh, on that Nag Aguilar play, the touchdown in the red zone. It was like a 9 point, there's various things. I've seen ASPN. I've seen whatever Next Gen sets like 9.5, 9.8. It was over 9 seconds. He's going into the pocket, he's going out, he's going back in, he's going back out. And for him to have that level of precision, we heard Orlovsky and talked about Orlovsky, um, you know, where's the precision in the red zone? Precision has to do with the totality of 11 guys being in unison. And we saw 11 guys in unison led by Lamar Jackson. And because of Lamar Jackson, time and time again, it was poetic. It was the beauty of football. How can you not be romantic about football? Watching Lamar Jackson sit in the pocket and chill or a little bit of pressure, just move his feet, just roll out of touch, just make the play. And to get to that level of precision with Aguilar, with Andrews, with the run game, It was – I mean, it it was a Beethoven symphony of offense against a team that has unanimously been top five in success rate, EPA, blah, 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 blah. So it was utterly entertaining. It was cool. It was fun. That was fun football to watch for a Baltimore Ravens fan, and it was really fun to watch Lamar Jackson have fun. And the two guys I'm going to pass off the mic – Eric in the comments here. Hell yeah. Eric, Balt- big known Baltimore Ravens fan. Chiming in from Facebook. Eric, go to bed. Chiming in from Facebook is unbelievable. Considering go to bed. Go to bed, Eric. The Facebook but- page has like no presence. <laughs> no, we're we're, we're we're
0: getting big on Facebook now. We're we're finally catching Check up. Check us on out that on trend. Facebook.
1: If you're listening right now, subscribe, like, share this shit. We love you guys. We love you so much. We got a bunch of people in here. Working on getting go, to, to MySpace
0: we're, too. We're gonna stream to MySpace and uh feed and things of that nature. But yeah, continue.
1: We will. We'll be on what is it? truth social stardust yeah well you're already on that right of course i'm a i'm a truth leader yeah on the the truth app but the two guys i want to shout out as well odell beckham and rashad bateman who have caught nothing but shit from national talking heads from the ravens fan base both were just in rhythm and it's like all right they've been playing they phase in and out we see beckham have big plays and so thirsty to make a big play we see bateman able to come back, work back to the ball, convert first downs, just be in rhythm. Everything was in rhythm. Uh, you just can't feel better about a Baltimore Ravens team. I mean, if you're a Ravens fan, uh, what what we have 80-something people in here. I don't see a negative comment in here. That's that's the first time in a while. So have to soak in and enjoy those big, fat dubs. And as I pass it off, I want to say a big shout-out to Priya Kurtz. Jake, I know you know the name. Oh, yeah. Priya came and uh, can, uh, visited me at the tailgate and had a really nice time so priya hope you're listening to this thanks for coming to say hi we we love you very much and we'll uh, we'll get you to meet up with jake next time but just how do you not how do you not feel romantic about baltimore ravens football after today
0: yeah this is uh i feel like with with all the times that you've had tears come to your eyes in that stadium within the last four years i feel like this one had to be a candidate for it but you know you you don't have to confirm or deny that but no and what i love about that play too and i know we're just like harping on it but it's one of the best touchdown passes i think i've ever seen from him like not to be hyperbolic but what i love about him is like when he's younger i feel like we see him try to make that throw on the run it's really that last second of the 9.8 where he stops sets his feet slides up and then he hits aguilar like i feel like it's so easy to panicky, like try to whip one in there while you're you know manny Machadoing one way uh throwing it back the other but he set his feet really well fired one in there and nelly aguilar man gotta give him his flowers too if we're talking about the receivers i mean the guy has just been the most consistent uh Consistent wide receiver on this team. And uh, shout out to that guy from Spot Track who, uh, you know, roasted the Ravens when they signed him. Uh, I will never forget that. And you will not be forgiven. I forget what his name was, but it's the Spot Track guy. And he's like, hey, oh, stay the course, Baltimore signing Nelson Aguilar. How you feeling now? You
2: feel just, strong? Never, you feel it strong? Ne- <laughs> it never made sense to criticize that signing because they didn't give him really anything. And he's just a professional receiver. It's like they didn't have any last year, so you might as well put some more on the team. He's not a game-breaking player. Oh, but... you go
1: from DeMarcus Robinson to Nelson Aguilar. Like, yes, that's an upgrade. Yeah, correct, mm-hmm.
2: 100%. Yeah, I agree with you. He looked – it was the, It was the. you know, him not making that throw on the run. You, you made a great point there, Jake. Like, he was just in control. He just was, like, firmly, firmly in control. So, he was spectacular. Spooky B, I just Spooky B was so vibing when he when I saw him after the game. Just absolutely vibing. I cannot believe he hasn't said more. I
0: uh
3: no right, I, no, I, I got joking. Okay. Jake is trying to shut me down here. Go ahead. We got we
0: got Jake. Oh <laughs> uh, no. I, I'm I'm not trying to squeeze you out. Trust me. But I was just uh we were discussing your levels of sobriety before we got rolling here. And uh, that's fine. Yeah. I
3: mean, it is what it is. I've had a great day. I think everybody here in Baltimore did. What so boys can't I'm have fun with, anymore? I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm here really to fun. embody that energy, all right. So let me let me cook, all right? One time. I didn't know that. I just uh, – you're telling me now for the first time. <laughs> no, I like – you guys have made phenomenal points about Lamar and some excellent plays that he made. But I thought that there were a lot of uh, simple throws that, that were there for him. And that is shades of a little bit of a 2019. Like, there were throws across the middle. There were a couple times where they got set behind the sticks – where it was like, oh shit. I don't know if we're gonna I don't know, make nothing anything of this drive. And and he would find Bateman across the middle for, for 15, 20 yards or Andrews. Like the throws were there when they're easy and they were there to be had. And I think that's that's a testament to Munkin. It's a testament to Lamar just kind of staying in the pocket, firing, and it's a testament to the route runners. I, I thought that there was a lot of easy yards that were there to be had, and that's not a reflection of the Lions per se. It's just that is the capability of this offense when we are just locked in and focused and and firing all cylinders, and that's what we can be the rest of the year, and that's what has me so fired up. That's what has me drinking loose cannons up in Section Five Twenty Eight. That's what has me going to the bars after the game, or leaving honestly late third quarter after just being up thirty-five nothing. That's is this just it's like cloud nine, man. It's it's it's. We have so much potential here with this football team and to see it come to fruition here for, you know, I think there was some hesitancy as the lead accumulated that it was like, oh, wait, we're still scarred by Miami last year. You know, any any lead could collapse very quickly on us and they just continued to, to push forward and the defense continued to hold strong and I don't know. That's as fun as a win as we've had in a long time.
1: To your point, Brian, on the Ravens' second drive offensively, they score in the first drive, three and out. Justin Matabike with a massive sack on third and sixth. Then they get into a third and seven. There's an illegal contact, which was mi- mixed with a very questionable, in my opinion, intentional grounding, replay the down. And Lamar Jackson buys time, finds Rashad Bateman, who works back to the football. Uh, then again on second and 11, two plays later, finds Rashad Bateman for a 20 yard play. And those long, those situations are what have led to so many conversations about the Ravens' inability to play from behind, to uh, be a balanced team that could go win a Super Bowl when you have to pass, when you have to throw the ball, yada, yada. And whether those were quite as merited or deserving of merit as, as maybe they should have been, whatever. But to watch them just compose themselves through it today was spectacular. And those two conversions on 3rd and seven, second and eleven. Um, enable them to to really go run down the field and kind of get into that pop 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 eight five three four Nelson Aguilar touchdown which also came on third down so huge conversions when the game still mattered and I'm just gonna say it just because well, it's just boys being boys like the Lions suck I'm just gonna say it like the Ravens made the Lions suck like the, the Lions are exposed the Lions are were. 15 uh... You
0: were being polite on the preview. I could tell there was something simmering beneath the uh, the surface. Thank you,
1: thank you for that. Thank you for that. Like the Ravens exposed the Lions as frauds, and there was a lot of, and maybe part of this, especially of me saying this as opposed to not saying it, was like a lot of comments on the YouTube uh, that the Lions are just so good and whatever. Lions Lions fans, I think they're still really well coached, just not that talented. And the Ravens opened up that delicious green can of whoop ass and just spilled the beans out of it.
0: Their their fans are out in force on these digital streets. I've been seeing stuff on Twitter on the real
1: sports. streets. There were thousands. There of were a them lot of the there were a lot
0: of them there too. Yeah, there was a there was, there was a there was a, a blue wave. Uh, which my you know,
3: whole my whole row was flush with Lions fans, and yeah. they were <laughs> they were good troopers about
1: it. Uh-huh, they had that my my really like down, condescending but nice thing I kept saying was like we'll root for you guys on Thanksgiving as the Raven just kept scoring touchdowns like we're still gonna root for you guys on Thanksgiving. You don't want to hear that if you're an an opposing fan. Just don't oh, talk to oh, me. Yeah. Don't that's talk to me, dude. That's why I was dude. saying it. That's, uh, yeah. why, that's I, why I was saying it. Yeah,
2: I do think of all of the like opposing fan bases. They're one of the ones that like I would think you know other than a division rival you don't have like a ton of negative feelings towards them. They've been so bad for so long. And they just seem to enjoy any time where they have any glimpse of hope. And you do end up rooting for them on Thanksgiving. So it's honestly not a horrible thing to say. Who do they have this they, year on Thanksgiving? It's a great question. I'll tell you right now. I feel like I they, they
3: and the Cowboys should I, for play for some reason, other. have
2: their schedule. I'm in
3: a tough spot on that Thanksgiving game.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the Packers. Oh, boy. Yeah. So spooky. And me. I will be. I will be
3: you're, go, you're going to back. the
0: game, aren't you?
2: Or no?
3: No, I'm going to the Chargers game the week, like four days before that one. Okay.
1: Okay. The other side of this sword is that I, I'm just going to fucking t- say that I'm the best ever right now, like, th- of this past week. Like, the Ravens hit Justin the against Justin me. Wow. A sack. The, the, the Ravens get a sack on the first drive that the Lions have the football, hit him hard. He fumbles. Penny Sewell picks it up and does whatever and just continued to hit him. And. That to me is why I think it was Taylor, you made the comment that it was like that Rams game. And it's just like, I love you, Jared Goff. You're a great, pardon my take, you know, award winning guest, whatever the hell. But man, they just, it, it, to me, it, it sparks a bigger question that I want to get into probably on the jumbo set. It's like a little chicken or the egg. Do the Ravens need a premier pass rusher? Do they need to trade for Daniel Hunter? The Lions have an elite, regardless of anything else, an elite offensive line. And we're still able to out chess them into pressure and into hits and into sacks. Part of that maybe being at home and it was loud. At the they bank, had given
0: up uh, they had given up 10 sacks all year. The Ravens had five sacks
1: through the first three quarters and lead the NFL in sacks for another week. Yeah. So which has been a huge last year they had a good bit. But I mean, um, this probably to me, if I'm going to put like a sexy name on this episode or this game is like the game where Mike McDonald became the golden boy. Like this, we've been talking about it locally. We've been talking about it on this podcast and and how just not only is he just, you know, your little clean cut guy that's in his thirties, but also is doing schematic things that are at the peak of the NFL and at the, the precipice of successful defensive football. And now to do it to the darling of the NFL and the Detroit Lions who are five and one in their, in their eyes, like, like Xbox live, like, be down, be down, be down, be down squatting on them was something I think that gets talked about nonstop for the rest of the season
0: little uh little teabagging reference there. I mean, you're uh you know, you're having megal- <laughs> For those who
1: didn't know, for those who didn't know.
0: Megaloma- le- megalomaniacal uh you know, rants here, you're talking about getting horny on naked bootlegs. I mean, you're you're having an all-time performance uh here tonight for sure.
1: You know me on Sunday nights. Yeah. You know me. The Lord there's the Lord's Day and then there's Spenny's Day.
0: Yeah, I mean, and listen, maybe they maybe they coincide for a reason now that we're just getting right into it, you know. They we're we're just, you know, <laughs> never mind. Uh, but yeah, okay, half an hour in. Any any other thoughts here? Instant analyses that we need to, uh, I mean, Mark Andrews quietly, two touchdowns, you know, having a, a great season. Uh, so shout out to him. Uh, we'll, we'll give him a pat on the ass. Uh, and then who else do we got? That was
2: like a that was like an ESPN college football final helmet sticker you just gave out to Mark. Andrews. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, yeah. And a great job, hey, by, like another great game for Mark Andrews. Yeah. To, you nice, know, job a, where, nice job.
2: Nice My Oklahoma helmet. Yeah. Oh, here Accounting
0: for fourteen points. Yeah. Nice little footnote there. uh yeah. In the in the end, but uh, yeah, let me run through this box score real quick.
1: One guy I want to one guy I want to shout out too. He did have a sack, which was a second on the year. But Arthur Mallette has become a elite level nickel in a league of nickel play being nickel back. Like it is so mm-hmm. important to have a good nickel right now. And he yeah. has.
0: Well, Arthur, Arthur Mollett, he, he couldn't make it as a wise man. And he also couldn't make it a little, as a poor man. Stealing, we get a little so.
1: Chad Kroger from Taylor here?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you want me to do that line? I just, I, I mean. Couldn't make it as a stealer. Here. And Look again. at this photograph. I'll give you the little of that.
1: <laughs> we needed that. Geno Stone gets another pick. Every, Every time I do it, makes him. me laugh.
0: Leading the NFL in interceptions, Geno Stone. Hip, hip, hooray. Um, Gene,
1: Brandon Stevens having an absolute day. We have Tyler Shores here. Uh, yeah. yeah, Don C here. Tyler Linderbaum getting ready to throw hands while Yonda's in yeah. attendance. The thing that stuck out to me, and we would be remiss not to mention, was the Terrell Suggs Ring of Honor introduction at halftime. Um, first thought before I pass it off for, I've two, maybe probably maybe 11, but two Terrell Suggs putting on that purple jacket. the dark purple jackets are dope. Are we in the trust like, tree? That is, it's or, the right shade. Are we in the trust tree? Oh yes.
0: Go ahead. I, teared, I teared up a little.
1: It's, it's elite. That shade of purple that they have on there. I was not expecting Number two, that, but
0: I, I teared up a little.
1: What Suggs, I teared up too. Yes. What Suggs said, he was like the guys that are behind me. And, and Ozzy actually said like the guy like Terrell Sugg set the tone first and foremost as a run defender and what he did against the run. That was like the first thing he said. But then I was like, damn, it's Ray, Ed, Siz, Nada, Yonda, Jamal, Heap, Stover. I was just like, damn, Ogden. It's like, there's not really any tiny little guys in there that were a finesse kind of player. They're, you're like, saying you they're not them. a finesse bitch team? Yeah, there there just wasn't really any uh any shucking and jiving among those guys. Those were just some D-A-W-G-Zs to the max. I mean,
0: chief among yeah, them, too, Matt Stover. I mean, that guy just fits right into that group. I
1: mean, <laughs> known for having was. a huge leg as well, just yeah. an absolute <laughs> hammer that that guy had.
3: I always put him next to Ogden every time.
0: It's yeah.
1: crazy. <laughs> they do
3: always put him <laughs>
0: on.
1: Just like but the, that that But that ceremony was incredible and loved it.
0: Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was great. Yeah. And like I said, you know, got a little emotional you know, Tisa's a one of my guys really like I, you know, I vaguely remember him being drafted and like come to the team and really feel like I grew up with him. So that was, that was really awesome. I mean, it's
2: one of the all time. I mean, the draft moment is one of the all time draft moments.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. It gets replayed
2: yeah. literally every draft. It's kind of amazing. He's a little bit of a footnote to it because obviously the Ravens just took advantage of the mistake,
1: but yeah. it's like, his draft pick. It's, gets- put on the draft every single year. It's also the because team. Too. that the team that fudged up was the Vikings and they drafted Kevin Williams, who's like in their ring of honor.
0: The Vikings did that two years in a row. They did like, they literally the two years in a fucking row. It's crazy. Well, there needs to be an oral history on that. I had a little bit of it in the, uh, in the, um, season in between, mm-hmm. but somebody's got a, somebody's got to like do a profile on that. Cause I would read the shit out of it. <clears throat> Shout out to Mike Tice. Shout out to Nate Tice. Tice.
2: I think it's like, I think it's
0: like, man, four Pro Bowlers in a row or
2: something in that stretch of draftees after Leftwich gets picked.
0: Yeah. Let me pull this open. This is, this is, this I'll just is chime in on the
2: 2003
0: yeah. NFL. Draft. Just naming dudes yeah. from
3: 2003. While you, <laughs> while you do that, I'll just chime in that Mike Tice shares a lot of the same energy as Dan Campbell. There's similar. He's kind of like a
0: malevolent Dan Campbell a little
3: bit. I feel like Dan yeah. Campbell yes. has come along. There's
1: less positivity within it.
0: Yeah,
3: agreed. But there's there's some overlap
0: for sure. sure. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. I like that a lot. Left widget seven, Jordan Gross at eight,
2: Kevin Williams nine, Suggs ten, Marcus <laughs> Trufant eleven. It's
0: a pretty good four. Yeah, that's that's very solid. Um, my only
2: my only final thought here. i um, will let you guys close it out with whatever. Um, this schedule coming up for the Ravens is one where I think they need to make a little hay before a kind of a tough finish. Yeah. Sure. Um, and especially those division games at home. Um, I, I thought you guys nailed it with the, you know, get the bank, um, loud again. And I, you, you could tell on the broadcast that it was the roar. I was walking away from the stadium for the roar for the Zay flowers catch on the, on the opening drive. And I thought it was a touchdown, Yeah. <laughs> but then no fireworks went off. It's like, not a touchdown, but yeah. that play you like the place, <clears throat> The place was going crazy at that point, which was awesome to hear. But in a situation where you're going Cardinals, Seahawks, Browns, Bengals, Chargers, those four, you know, you got to, I think you got to make some hay there. Give me a little, give
0: me a prediction. Give me a Simmons and Sal. That's, that's two and two.
2: Give me Simmons, where Simmons and Sal say they're doing the Mike and the Mad
0: Dog. They do like the, the, the Cardinals, like the you know, they got the Cardinals this week. That's a win. And they, they just like read through the schedule. Yeah. yeah it's I it.
2: love when it says what the Mike and the Mad Dog bit is funny that they do. If
0: this game uh, was in my backyard, I, I draw good. the shades.
2: I this is 4 0 in those four games. It's, yeah. yeah it's, I, I 4-0. like that. It's 4 0. I'm into it's 4-0. it. 4-0. It's 4 0. It's 4
0: 0. The Deshaun feeling. Watson
2: situation is interesting for the left Browns the game
1: angle. left the game again today what's going I on with that guy beat
2: the ravens without him i think the Bengals or whatever and the seahawks and the cardinals are just not at the ravens level
1: none of those teams to me are doing anything that is at the cutting edge of football at the professional level none of the and hey no disrespect any given sunday the cart the ravens could lose the cardinals next week but none of those teams you're looking at like oh the seahawks offense or the Bengals defense or any of those groups any of those units you're not like well shit and and sure the browns defense i mean they just got what 40 hung, 38 hung on them by fucking gardner Minshew. so um, just nothing at the cutting edge there and and hey it's a week to week league it's a game to game week league but taylor that just got me rowdy i was hoping you'd go with something aggressive there and you, yeah, you never disappoint me what's 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 really
2: now upsetting out watching the game we just watched is the 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 steelers loss is so inexplicable after you watched and it's just, like the Colts thing is weird. Yes, they, that's a game they probably should have won, too. But the way they played against the Steelers and the way they played today. The Colts
1: game was at least like both teams were sloppy. And yeah. it was like this easy, sloppy Big Ten. Shout out to you. Like kind of game that was my thing, was just- and that
0: was my thing coming out of the Steelers game, especially <laughs> with the receiving group. I was like, these guys got open. All right, this doesn't, have, this has not happened here the last couple of years. These are serious options at receiver. They just all had the worst day of their career at once. Which you know, that's why did that happen? Who the fuck knows? But yeah, it's pretty inexplicable. But that was my point. Like they, they will turn this thing around. And the last two games, uh, Tennessee, and now especially today, they, they certainly have. So,
2: so yeah, I just want to throw that out there. Interesting part of the schedule coming. You know, these next two weeks should be dominant wins. I mean, maybe they'll, as you said, any given Sunday, and you could come out and lay an egg or whatever, but, you know, nothing you watch from the Seahawks or the Cardinals should give you much Also, pause. And He, played, and he John- played two division games. I know the Seahawks are, I think the, Se- the Seahawks obviously have a winning record, but I, I just I,
0: go beat them. My guy, John, has been taking a lot of stick here uh, the last couple of weeks, and I think rightfully so. Uh, but scheduling master, scheduling guru for not taking the bye after that London thing.
1: That was huge. And I want to say, too, like injuries and like rest are like the most overrated things we think about is like predictors of games. Care to expand? It just, the Jaguars on Thursday to me, after like they kind of almost blew that game, but came out throttled the Saints. The Jaguars have played two games in London and a Thursday night game in the last four weeks and are just cruising. They're five and two as well. So it's just like I think we overrate some of those things. The guys it's are just almost football. like well, coaches are just getting guys ready to play football.
3: It's almost like football is just football, and you just step between the lines and
0: you just play it. You just, Amen, I'll hit you with well, You said. just you just sent a shiver down his spine mm. by saying that. By the way, there's no, football is football. Mm. That's gonna be the Spencer Schultz. Like that's gonna be the title of his autobiography. Um, okay. What else? Any anything else here? Forty minutes running. I mean, I had the simple thought.
3: Pat um, Ricard catching that ball in the open field was a moment. That was
0: a moment. PFT <laughs> called it the greatest, uh, the greatest fullback catch of all time. He looked like he was panicked because nobody was around him. So he just like didn't know what to do. He just, <laughs> just, just like moving forward. I, a, I
1: got to see him like.
0: Yeah, really. I had a buddy there. in high school. He's was two, 285
3: 6'4", He ran a four, eight, five, but he he was banished to playing the line. We stuck him at tight end for one game and he caught a ball. Very similar situation, and he he simply had no idea what to do with
0: safety. That was one it's one. like uh, shout he was out getting to-
3: downhill, and he just didn't know what to do. And he chose to just like try to lower his shoulder on him, as if the guy wasn't just going to go lower cut. I was well, like, Brian,
0: you're a big cinephile. Like- Did that remind you of the movie The Whale at all? Which I, I know you're a big fan of. <laughs> That's a joke for four. that is a joke for four.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, anyone listening, but. <laughs> The Whale is a movie with cinematic it. layers upon which Brian gave us a thesis about.
0: Yeah, check the YouTube page. He's gonna have a full like review coming up, like on there, forty-five minutes.
3: <laughs> what a film! Guy eats himself to death. Uh, is the synopsis of the Spoilers, movie? Spoilers, Jesus. Um, and let me let me tell you, that's exactly how it plays out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll give one other final thought that has nothing to do with the game or the uh, whale. Well, Former guests of this show and a sponsor of the show combined to put together a pretty good uh, show today. Uh, two friends, fantastic at the Jimmy Seafood.
0: Yeah, how was it? Give us the uh, give us the rundown.
2: Um, obviously, they they do a great job with the uh, the production of that event. But two friends are the best. They just put on a show. Everyone was vibing. Mm-hmm. I will say that you could tell the that place when you walked in at like I think I walked in at we walked in around like nine a.m. had a pretty good vibe going. Like people were kind of feeling it, which made me. Feel good about the make the bank loud again situation. Just based on I don't know what it looked. I know, spend you were out in the lots and stuff too. So maybe it was the same.
1: Oh, the lots. The lots were electric. I have I have there two things problems. I want to say. Number number one, can we do the DJ Pauly D Rams home game December tenth? Can we make that the biggest? jimmy's seafood <laughs> event ever i'm a huge dj paul Yee yeah guy. does that in shock anyone in the guess. world yeah if, if that we'll shocks anyone in the world in I a don't... series of in a series of unsurprising events i That's like me some dj so paul perfect in everyone
0: we, we,
3: i'll talk to the powers that be and we will be the the full backs on that one
1: get a meet and my second together. my second thought is that two friends might have been great but these four friends right here were the best yeah mm, this is wow this is really all what right it's all jake and the show
0: this is what it's all about friendship you know at the end of the day and you know we we got a blowout in friendship today that's what we got mm. uh thank you guys for was that wait what what was that we got a blowout in friendship you know i, I, right, I kind of tried, all tried all to right, connect the right, blowout right. and you know it didn't you know didn't really land <laughs> Didn't really land the plane there. Uh, but you know, that's all right. She got off. Um, thank you guys yes. for
1: if you're listening right now, like, subscribe, support the YouTube, give it to us, give us that sweet, sweet mallette, as the kids say. <laughs> and uh we'll we'll keep on turning. De- get us out of here, Jake. Yeah,
0: follow us on social media at XF52 Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Jake Luke, that is L-W-Q-E. Spencer is at Ravens4Dummies, that is the number four. Taylor is at Taylor Smythe10. You can find Brian at Barstool. Thanks. Thank you guys for another great week of uh, doing this podcast. We will be back at you very soon, breaking this game down in all its glory on the jumbo set. We'll be back with a preview for that Cardinals game, which Taylor Smythe has already predicted a W at. So uh, yeah, we will. What do you need
1: uh, to watch. Yeah, we had a we had a Forever. really fun happy hour too. Go back and watch the happy hour. That's a little bit more evergreen. Probably talking Orioles if you're an Orioles fan. Yeah, great um, starting five on the channel right now. So get 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 back in there. That one's there for you too.
0: Great starting five. Starting five of uh, what was it? Back to back things. Back to back things. Yeah, that was that was a fun idea. So yeah, go back and uh, check those just out. Rushing this thing out. are just rushing this thing out. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will uh, we will leave you guys. Have a great week.
1: spooky b looks like having we a
2: we might have gone for another 15 minutes if that had made the actual show.
0: it's also our guy trippy kicker yeah too. of course it is let me uh I gotta-
1: <laughs> <Trippy>. <laughs> oh my god i'm crying uh, those are real tears oh fuck oh lord